You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. I'm going to make him a movie he can't review. You're listening to B-Movies, only on 95 BFM. It is the return of B-Movies, which is always a very exciting time of the year because it means that the New Zealand International Film Festival is kicking off and it's happening uh, all across this month and into August as well, which is really exciting. And this morning we are joined by Richard Ritterford in the studio. Morena, how are you, Richard? I'm very good, thank you. Hey, it's really, really lovely to have you in here because you're the director of a very interesting film called Before Everest, which is a documentary that's about your father, Earl Ritterford, and uh, the expedition that he led to the Himalayas. This was the first sort of pre, obviously, as the title says, pre-Everest expedition, was the first expedition that a bunch of New Zealanders had done over there. It's a pretty awesome part of your family history. Yeah, well, it was a pretty extraordinary idea. I mean, given that he was a you know a poor university student in Christchurch in the in the late forties, early fifties, and um, a, a part of a bunch of a part of a group of um, young climbers that would go off on the weekends and holidays and mm. just work their way around the Southern Alps. They had to kind of work it out for themselves. And he started reading um, people like Tillman, who was this. English explorer, and then he he came up with this idea that he would try and even go to Everest. Yeah, which of course, and he went down that route and tried to get a permit to do that. He couldn't do that because um, Nepal had just opened up, and the British had got the permission to do that. Previously, they had always climbed Everest from Tibet. Tibet had been invaded by mm. China. They couldn't go there, so they so they went to Nepal that year, and so he ended up organising this trip to. Um, the Gawal Himalayas. So he, they went to a mountain in the Himalayas mm-hmm. in India. But it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. I found that part of the documentary really interesting, and in the, the geopolitics of the area, which have changed a lot even since then as well. That uh, just watching the kind of way they were trying to get access to this mountain and access to climate was quite uh, fascinating. Also because they were sort of competing with the British as well to be able to get up there and get up there first too. But well, a really central thing in this film is also you're kind of exploring your father's legacy and what it's meant for your family, uh, particularly because Edmund Hillary uh, wrote some pretty unkind things about your father in his last autobiography. What, what was that that he said and why did it kind of spark this project for you, Richard? Well, yeah, that was the extraordinary thing. If he hadn't written anything, um, you know, we probably wouldn't have gone on this journey. So in a way, mm. you know, in a perverse way, it was a kind of gift to our family that in his final autobiography, he wrote, you know, basically, I, I never liked El Ritterford. No one ever did. I never shared a rope with him, which is a pretty damning thing to say about mm. climate. And um, that sort of started us thinking what right (laughs) what was our father like and what actually happened and Mm. why did Hillary say those things and so it was um you know I really shook particularly my sister up who happened to be in a bookshop and just opened up his autobiography and went oh my god (laughs) just on straight onto that page straight onto that page and looked at the index and oh you know and so that that really sort of was a bit of a jolt to our family and um Mm. I mean to a to a documentary maker, of course, that's a kind of gift. When the man on the $5 note says that about your father, yeah. it's like, well, okay. I mean, obviously, I mean, I was fairly conflicted about my father, so I wasn't entirely, I was a little bit in Hillary's camp myself. Right. But interesting dilemma, like, you know, having said that, it was a kind of a challenge. And, mm. um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a long journey for us because we obviously were very 
nervous about saying anything about Hillary, and particularly as my father's old climbing contemporaries didn't want to be seen to be criticising Hillary. Mm-hmm. So it was a delicate and um, slightly uneasy journey that yes, we began. I can it imagine. took a very long time. We weren't even sure we wanted to make the documentary because, you know, but we did, didn't. There seems to be that relationship between you and your sister in the first sort of half of the documentary where you sort of go, why, why are we doing this? Like, is this really worth it? What are we trying to work out here? And his climbing friends don't seem very keen to talk about it either at the start. Yeah, and, and really what the documentary became, what um, in the beginning, I mean, really what my, particularly my sister wanted to do was just flesh out the extraordinary climbs that they did that mm. really kind of paved the way for Hillary to go to Everest in yeah. the first place. It was all of that sort of exploration and heading off into the mountains and the weekends and holidays and working things mm. out for themselves that kind of gave them the skills that made them actually in the end very good in Everest where you had to work things out for yourselves too. Yeah. And there was a lot of ice climbing that the British didn't have those skills than the New Zealanders did so mm. and that's that's something that I think people forget is that we live in a very mountainous country those New Zealand climbers had access to mountains that people from the UK didn't because they've only got Ben Nevis which is not very big compared to sort of the places that uh, your father would have been exploring in his backyard out in Arthur's Pass and deeper into the Alps. Yeah, it was interesting because, you know, you think, yes, of course, the Europeans, they would have done an awful lot of climbing, and they did. But, you know, they were following the same old route that mm. everyone had done for, mm-hmm. I guess, 50, 100 years. And so they weren't used to having to sort of work things out for themselves to find their way. And yeah. also, they weren't used to to climbing through glaciers in the way that they did in New Zealand and Mm. all the ice was a little bit beyond a lot of the English climbers. And so at that point, New Zealanders really did have the edge as climbers, you know, of of kind of that kind of resourcefulness of having to find their own way. And it was, yeah. I I found it a really interesting story because of course, we've all kind of grown up in New Zealand with the Everest climb being such a, a, you know, major part of our uh, history as a country especially on a global stage. But this this expedition that your father led was kind of that very important precursor that set us up to be able to have this moment. And it is a very interesting combination of that big cultural history and also your family's personal history and kind of unknotting that for yourselves a little bit too. How do you feel sort of looking back on it? How does your family feel looking at this documentary now? Well, that'll be interesting. So they haven't quite seen it yet? Not all of them. And of course, Ah. there's sort of different views about it. But, you know, we're all very um, pleased to have this opportunity because, you know, Mm. I mean, I I think what kind of rankled with our families, you know, Hillary would not have got to Everest probably if my father hadn't organised that expedition because it Mm -hmm. was one of those extraordinary things of timing. My father, you know, decided to organise this expedition in 1950. They went in 1951, and it just so happened. Yeah. And at that very same time, the British were organising their reconnaissance expedition, and that was when they went to work out how to climb Everest. Not the year they climbed it, but yeah. how they, if it could be climbed from Nepal. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, it turned out that they went at the same time. And then because my father and Ed Cotter mm-hmm. climbed the mountain that they'd set out to climb, interestingly, Hillary and George Lowe turned back on that day. Mm. And my father and Ed Cotter went on to climb the mountain. Is it, this is the the mountain, uh, I'm just trying to find the name here, Mukut Parbat? Yeah, Mukut Parbat in the Gawal Himalayas. And, you know, they climbed the mountain. The New Zealand Alpine Clung went, gosh, you know, that's exciting. And they telegrammed Shipton who was leading the British reconnaissance trip 
and um, said, look, what about, you know, our climbers join yours? And he telegrammed back, two, two can come. And there was a huge argument about that. But the point really is, wow. is it was that... It was that moment in time that if my father and Ed Cotter hadn't climbed the mountain, if he hadn't organised ex- ex- that expedition, it was very unlikely that you know there would have been that link with the British that just totally. happened at that time. So kind of a magical moment in many yeah, ways. Yeah, it was just one of those lucky things. And you know, looking back, and I think we think our father deserves credit for having the wherewithal. Mm. You know, it was one thing to sort of want to go to Everest; quite another to get there in 1950, yes, absolutely. Well, it's still quite a thing to get there. It's still quite yeah. the feat. So it is an incredible film in that sense it is a really interesting personal history but also tells that much bigger cultural story that we have in New Zealand as well and uh, yeah I'd be really interested to hear what the rest of your family thinks about it when they do finally get to see it will you all be cramming into the cinema together to watch it? Yeah we're going to have a family screening in a couple of weeks which I thought we should do so we can all look at it with um, (laughs) and see what we think but I think you know hopefully they will like it it's been you know they've been wondering all these years what on earth Richard and his sister are up to (laughs) (laughs) and you know given that it's taken you know, it's been a stop-start sort of process. Um, and, you know, Richard's been talking about this and sort of doing it. Yeah, yeah. So but over, like, over 10 years, is that right? Tw- over, uh, nearly 20. I nearly mean, 20, wow. I mean, not uh, occasionally doing it when, when things happened, you know. It was yeah, just like, yeah, oh, yeah. okay, we'll, we'll carry on now. Yeah, yeah. Not even sure if it ever would be finished. but um, Well, it's really great that we have got something uh, really interesting to watch now. And this is, uh, if you've just tuned in, Before Everest that we're talking about, which is Richard Ridderford's film about his father, Earl Ridderford and and the rest of that climbing team's expedition pre the Everest climb to the Himalayas and you can watch it online because most of the film festival is online this year which is really great but of course now that we're in level one there are a few screenings in cinemas too which is great to see Uh, and it looks like the 1st of August you can go and see it at the Capitol Cinema in Auckland Uh, also on the 2nd of August it'll be at the ASB Waterfront Theatre and on the 8th of August it's going to be playing at the Capitol Cinema again as well you can find out more details about that on both the uh, Before Everest Facebook event and also on the NZIFF's website which has the dates for the online screenings too and where you can buy all your tickets as well. So thank you so much Richard for coming and chatting to us this morning about your wonderful family history but also this amazing part of New Zealand's cultural history too. So thank you so much. Thank you. Go ahead, make my film. You're listening to B-Movies. Intermission. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash bcasts.